We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds, Juan Daniels, got welcome in Texas to the SEC uh, via the DGD Podcast. Kyle Umlang, uh, Texas guy. What's up, guys? Kyle, welcome to the What's show. Up, Not the much. Can you hear it? Just, there we go. Yep. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. I think, um, you know, obviously the news broke a little bit ago. Uh, so we obviously wanted to strike while the iron was hot. Uh, so as SEC fans, as Georgia fans, we've got some questions, and I think I think we'll open up some nice discourse. Uh, shout out to the brigade. I see the brigade coming in hot. Uh, Utah is all sorts of things right now, uh, which is to be expected. Yeah. Synonyms, uh, that, for synonyms, synonyms for trash. Synonyms for trash. Utah is trash. That is the thing going on here, Kyle, so keep that in mind. Um Obviously, the show, we're going to do this, and then we'll jump straight into it. The show is brought to you by our friends over at Apotheos. Uh, listen, 30 years of experience based out of Kennesaw, uh, official coffee and cold brew partner of the Classic City Collective. Uh, listen, head over to dgdpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos, shop their coffee, get you some coffee. You're supporting the NIL. 20% of each bag will go towards the Triple C. Uh, uh, and listen, it's great, uh, excellent, qua- excellent quality coffee. My God, what a day! Um, but like let's, you some let's jump straight into this. Yeah, dude, I didn't have enough of my coffee. Um, first off, <laughs> let's jump straight into this. As a as a Texas fan, what are your thoughts on the Texas jumping uh, to the SEC a year early? Uh, obviously, we knew y'all were coming. We knew you and Oklahoma were coming. But you moved a, uh, a year early. So what are your thoughts on that, getting there a year early? I mean, we'd shoot for 2023, but Oklahoma, since they don't have any money, uh, they had to find some change under the couch, I guess, to finally – that's needed. <laughs> so I'm – I mean, I we're finally – Blessings on blessings. A long time ago. Yeah, our, our – generated a hundred inches of revenue during the COVID season. Fifty million is nothing. We we we, we I wish we I, I'll I'll hang for twenty twenty four. Now I was about to say I know for a fact Texas has got one of the strongest brands, if you will, uh, in all of sports. In all of sports. Now I'll, I'll yep. stick to the collegiate level because we are focused on college and not pro. Um, but in the country and when it comes to universities, there's no doubt that Texas is one of the brands. Um, Black Adonis says your audio is choppy. Uh, he might be alone, but if so. It um, is a little bit. It's a little bit. Oh, it is a little bit. Okay. I got um, I got a spring for that better Wi-Fi, I guess. <laughs> Uh-oh. He, he, is, is he about to learn what uh, KDG Wi-Fi is? Yeah, somebody put in their Vivo Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, hey, I want I want to bring up real quick. Um, Ran Rodriguez, um, he just said with the recruiting classes that Texas um, has, they'll have a shot to win one in the first five years. And and you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I agree with him. Um, you know, you've got a great quarterback right now, in Quinn Ewers. 
And then you've got one that's going to be coming up. And then, of course, you know, you're going to have a great, um, you know, re recruiting class getting in some running backs. You know, Bijan leaves to go to the NFL. And then, you know, now you're looking at these running backs saying, hey, I can be successful under Sarkeesian. So um, look for them to have strong recruiting classes. Look for those guys to develop those um, those players and, and, you know, make some noise in the SEC. You know, well, I'll stick to this. I think we're talking recruiting right now. Uh, look no, look no further uh, than the 23 cycle. Uh, you know, as Georgia fans, we finished second. Um, Texas is literally right there at third. And there was a couple of guys that, um, you know, Georgia was in on. And, you know, I think obviously every Georgia fan knows who I'm talking about, uh, one being Arch Manning. Uh, but if you look at guys on the defensive side of the ball as well, you have Sadir Mitchell was another one that Georgia was in on uh, and ultimately went to Texas. Um, so you have to look at you have to look at their level of recruiting Texas itself, you know, utilizing NIL, um, you know, the, the brand itself, you know, listen, they're, they're recruiting where they need to be to, to be, in my opinion, very successful in the sec upon the arrival. Um, Kyle, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but if you look outside of the sec, right. The, the common, the common knowledge is, you know, top 10 classes are respected, top 15 classes are respected. Uh, but when it comes to the SEC, a top 10 class might get you fifth in the conference. So the fact that Texas is recruiting at the level they are, and I, I think that's something that's, you know, imperative uh, for the, you know, for the program to succeed in the, at least in football. Um, Adonis says recruiting, uh, recruiting stars and class rank don't matter. Uh, yeah, I mean, he brings up the Aggies as a perfect example. Yeah, that's also evaluation, though, Adonis. I was just about to to slam them. Class of all time. I mean, they, and they deserve it, rightfully last so. Last place in the SEC. God, Juan knows my rants about this. I ain't going to do it to you. But, my God. Whew. It was – I mean, I've never been a fan of Jimbo Fisher. That's just myself. But, yeah. Um, the fact that they had that number one overall class to go and do what they just did this past season – I know, I know Texas fans are loving it. Wow. I know y'all are. Chef's, Chef's kiss no. to 2022. Oh, yeah. So so overall, I, I guess I've asked, you know, what's from a fan base, from a fan base perspective, what's the feelings like knowing y'all are getting ready to head to the SEC? I think, you know, obviously one person's perspective, you know, what's the feeling, what's the vibes uh, around Texas um, right now? Senior year of high school, everyone's going got seen big 12 what everyone's against us whatever we're about to go to SEC. uh like everyone always says on twitter i hope we don't play y'all until like 10 years down uh because y'all are good good uh, uh just excited it's going to help with everything uh, uh recruit uh attendance everything. you need greater for everything and and y'all will get more money pockets too, too as uh with texas and oklahoma got 49 million uh after. i could see that jumping up another next couple of years per yeah. school great for everyone hey kyle do it can you try to do something real fast just obviously this is live so a little bit trickier Try bouncing on to like a. I know you were on your computer. Try your computer, and, yeah. and if obviously if we have to sacrifice the video, I would rather sacrifice video than try. Let's just sure. to see if the connection fixes itself. Um, <clears throat> but if you did not hear it, I know it's kind of choppy, so our apologies there. I think the key thing for me and Juan, while we allow our guests to come back, was you know you talk about what Texas brings to the SEC, right? Um, you know, listen. I know they're eager, and he, he, he can, he can say, you know, he can say that they're nervous to play, and I understand. But at the same time, when when I look at it, I, I think Texas can be successful immediately. Um, and I think when you look at the twenty three cycle, right, defensively, they're working to get the pieces in to come in and, and be ready to go. And I think. You know, as SEC guys, we kind of understand that it's built in the trenches. And when you look at what they're doing defensively, I think, 
you know, obviously we know Sark has been an offensive guy, but I think they're making progress. As Kyle returns, Kyle, are okay. you there, sir? Yeah, can you hear me? Absolutely crystal clear. Okay. So yeah, wanna, okay. Okay. So let's let's re-answer the question. What are the sure. what are the vibes for Texas as a program from a fan base perspective? Um, you know, we're just very excited. Uh, to start playing, I think like like y'all said, we're gonna make a an impact right off the bat. I feel uh, you know how AM was a a middle tier Big Twelve team in first year in the SEC. They they go eleven and two. Um, you know, I, I I have a feeling we can do that. I I've been wanting to join the SEC for years just so I can uh, just so I can finally put to put to bed that uh, SEC defenses are stellar and amazing because i've just from the outside looking in for the past like 10 years i feel like y'all have been just normal and you know because we always play not counting arkansas last year we always play sec teams pretty closely uh bama in 2022 lsu in 2019 georgia in 2018 uh we've always played sec teams well so i think we'll be fine coming in i'm excited to join and play with the big boys excuse me I, you know, I, I look at it this way, and I know what I was saying is while you were getting resituated, you know, I, I think y'all are working. Obviously, you know, Sark with offense is never a question, uh, but I, th- I do think that defense is going to have to upgrade. Uh, you know, when you're playing, because I'm assuming we'll probably move into a nine-game conference, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so if you're doing that right, when you're playing that many teams, ultimately, I think the trenches is where it starts, and in, in upgrading that and I was telling Juan and everyone else that, you know, Texas is working. You can see them getting pieces, uh, you know, looking back at the 23 cycle uh, to try and, you know, holster down that defense and, and get it where it needs to be. Offensively, I don't think there's a question. I mean, you look at what's on the roster now, and obviously when, when it comes to 24, you know, I'm not going to count Xavier Worthy because I'm assuming he's gone after this next year. But, yeah. you know, you, you look at guys like Cedric Baxter that y'all brought in in the freshman class. You've got Quinn Ewers. Well, he's a well, he's a junior now, right? Redshirt sophomore? Yeah, redshirt sophomore. So um, if, if he does well, yeah. you might see him go, but you have Quinn Ewers to back him up. I mean, Archman, excuse me, to back him up. Right. So, I mean, the, the offense and the weapons around it is not necessarily the question at all. I, I do think that the defense is, you know, is where, you know, I think Texas could benefit. But you also mentioned, though, you you know, you've played these SEC, SEC teams close. I want to ask your thoughts on the 2022 uh, game against Alabama because, in my opinion, I thought y'all were screwed out of that game. Um, now, obviously, you know, there were multiple games or plays within that game right. that, you know, that ultimately could have changed it. But, you know, I look back to the, you know, what y'all did and, and Quinn Ewers, the time that he was playing really flashed to me. Uh, what are y'all thoughts on Quinn Ewers? Obviously, having you know last you know last season to go off of. What are y'all thoughts with uh, with Quinn so far? Now I, I love him. I I know I know he makes a lot of mistakes, but people forget he's a freshman. You know he he left high school a year early. Uh, played like third string at Ohio State. Did like four snaps and then came and played. Right off the bat, straight on to straight to Bama, our second game, his second game to ever play, um, and I thought he did great. He was electric. He was stellar. Did exactly everything we thought. Then he got injured, which, by the way, I have to add, is the only way Bama can ever beat Texas if they knock out our star quarterback. That is the I mean, only it way. It goes back to Colt McCoy too. Yes, it? yes, we are. Oh, wow, we are eight and two against Bama. Those two losses are when they knocked out our quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, uh, he got injured. That was a big, uh, almost, I thought it was a nail in the coffin, but the defense kept us in the game. Um, and Hudson Card did well, uh, not as well as Quinn was doing. I think if he didn't get hurt, obviously we would have had a big shot of winning if that weird uh, safety thing that got missed in the end zone that where they like where they like flag Texas when Jalen went down. Yeah, it's, like yeah, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'll get him next year. It'll be the biggest. It'll be the biggest loss Bama's had in Tuscaloosa under Saban. 
Uh, which, by the way, if you if you know this, it's only like eight, if if we beat them by like eight or nine points, I think that's the record. They don't lose by much if they ever lose in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I was about to say also, that. Let me don't, don't forget about that that missed um, sack. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blitz, it was it, yeah that corner blitz was just an inch, but yeah. that's why that's why that's why Hertz is so. good. I mean that's why um, Perfect Bryce time. is so good. Yeah, he, yeah. Bryce Bryce Young is just generational. They don't have. They, yeah. Listen. Y'all, y'all play again, and y'all, like you said, you're going to Tuscaloosa this year, and they don't have Bryce Young. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and and right and, now. and and coordinators. They're 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 toast. I mean, listen, I I, I know Tuscaloosa is a difficult place to play. Juan, you've played there before, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I mean, even then, I would assume it was still difficult to play there. Maybe not um, as difficult now, but no, probably not as as difficult now. They didn't have nearly what what they had. You know, gotcha. now what they've had back then. Um, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. Kyle, I'll tell you what, man, again, you guys, the, the great thing about you guys coming over to the SEC is you guys have been the big dogs, you and Oklahoma, the big dogs of the Big 12. So you're bringing big dogs over to play with some big dogs. And I think that you guys are going to fare, fare pretty well. Um, you know, and, and you, you mentioned 11 and two, and, and that's not far fetched. Um, at, at all, but obviously there's, you know, there's things that, you know, make you want to say that you guys are going to be 11 to what are, what are some of those things? Um, what do you mean? Like, like as far as what, what, what is it, you know, defense defensively, you guys are going to be, are you guys oh, going to be? I mean, I, I think offense is never really an issue for Texas. I no. think improving the D line over the next two years is the key to being able to hang in the SEC. Uh, I think our offense can hang with anyone. It's just the defense. Uh, but, you know, we, we've made great strides just in the last year. Uh, and I hope that continues. I hope Gary Patterson continues doing what – I don't know what he's doing exactly, but if he can keep doing his magic against the against the big games, that, that's what I care about. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, 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 think, I think we're in good hands. Correct. Sorry, say that again? Wasn't Gary Patterson at North – wasn't he a coach – a head coach at Northwestern? He was at TCU. No, TCU. Oh, TCU. Okay. okay yeah, so. he, he was a longtime head coach, and then went to take the Texas. Yeah, from from two thousand to twenty twenty one. Okay. S- speaking of what, I, I know this is interesting, but like with, with TCU, did you see that coming? Because I, I no, I no one saw that, that coming. Big game boomer. Big game boomer at TCU projected as the tenth place finisher in the Big Twelve last year. I mean, but that's not no one had no one had that. them. Yeah, brand new coach. Uh, you know, it, it makes no sense. I don't think they'll be as good next year. There's no way. Now, I, I do I do want to transition slightly into this, right? Instead of – so when y'all join the SEC, instead of going to, you know, I don't know, Texas Tech, right, going to Lubbock or going to, uh, you know, Kansas or whatever, right, you're, you'll be going to places like Bryant-Denny, uh, Death Valley, uh, Between the Hedges, uh, and, and obviously on a more consistent basis, right, yeah. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on on going to these different venues and things like that? Because as a as a Georgia fan, I'm, one I'm sure you're probably thinking this is the same thing. I'm I'm loving the fact that Georgia's going to get to go to DKR and, and go to you know Norman every so yeah. often. Right? Like I'm looking, I'm extremely excited about that because not only are you getting good quality games during the regular season, but you're getting a chance to go to these environments instead of playing. Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl were playing Texas in a bowl game. Now you get to play them during the regular season, home and home, and it's just, yeah, man, it's fun. You know, it, it's just exciting yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Being in the Big 12 is is okay. Um, but, like, you know, playing an away game at Waco or in Waco does not have the same thing as, like, uh, playing in Starkville. Like, even with Mississippi State, even if Mississippi State was, like, Fifth in the West that year. If you go to Starkville, they, they're going to bring everyone they got. It's going to be a crazy crowd. Uh, whenever we played Arkansas in 2021, uh, people were saying Fayetteville was just crazy, insane. It was just a regular game. Um, and I, I'm very excited for that for that electricity that SEC fans have that I, I feel like it's just missing everywhere else. Uh, you know, you uh, – Going to any of those venues, it doesn't matter the team or the ranking. It's going to be electric, and it's going to be awesome. I'm very pumped. So yeah. Black Adonis asked a question, and I think ultimately sure. I'll, I'll preface the question 
based off of, you know, surviving in the SEC, there's there's a lot of depth. And I think depth is a key factor in being successful in our conference. Uh, obviously, like I said, right now, it's I don't know if you're familiar with SEC, but if you aren't, um, eight games, right, within the, within the two divisions. Uh, you yeah. know, when Texas, Oklahoma joined, I'm expecting not necessarily, you know, being a single division. But, you know, Black Adonis posed a question, do you not think having to play SEC teams weekly will have a bigger physical impact on the players themselves. What are your thoughts oh, on that? Nah, nah. I mean, y'all get y'all get y'all's mid-November uh, game against Chattanooga every year to rest up. So I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, we haven't played an FCS team since 2006. I think we've played four total ever in the history of the program. Y'all, y'all, y'all get to play them every year. So I think if you throw in that, um, I think it makes up for it. Um, I don't want to play FCS, but that's what everyone else does. So I guess we'll have to. But I think that that break, I think, will be fine. Yeah. I, 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 what I what I do love is, uh, you, you know, Texas is a is, is a premium team. So you're not just playing, you know, the Vanderbilts. You're 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 playing Texas, where it's normally you would only get Texas when it's a bowl game or you know right. you're in the college football playoffs. So you know, just know, obviously, every team is going to give you their absolute best because they want to show, hey, Texas doesn't belong. But that helps fire you guys out just to say, hey, you guys definitely belong. Same thing with, with Oklahoma. So um, that, that that's going to be the the exciting part. Um, you guys are you know coming into a great situation. The stadiums and everything is going to be great. But what about when you guys host, you know, SEC teams? You can I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be crazy and rowdy. Yes, uh, I, I went to the Bama game last year. It was awesome. Uh, I didn't meet. I didn't. I, I really thought I would see a lot of like, you know, um, you know, trashy Bama fans, but there weren't. They were all nice, uh, friendly, knew their football. Um, I, I was. It was nice. I, I met some, took pictures with some. They're great people. Um, I'm excited to meet other fan bases as well. You know, I, I y'all are probably the first. Georgia folk I've ever I've ever interacted with really um so if that brings more uh if that unites us all as fan bases getting to play all more then I'm I'm all for it I I like I like everyone because I you know I was curious I was going to ask when at the Texas game right against Bama did Bama did you did they travel well for that ultimately I think Texas fans probably used their allotted tickets and they weren't giving them up no, but, no, they, it, it was hard to find a ticket. So they yeah, they, they travel they traveled well for what was available to them. I, I did see uh, a lot of Bama fans, uh, so I, I know I know every SEC team travels well. So I don't think that'll yeah. be an issue. Well, I but, mean, I'll, I'll say like obviously Georgia Georgia fans travel. It doesn't matter where you go. Like that's just Georgia's thing. Um, you know, Bama I would assume probably does it just because there's pockets around the nation. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, let's see. So we'll pose a question here. Uh, Ran Rodriguez pops in the from the chat here from the brigade. Are you guys seeing how Texas is starting to offer a bunch of Georgia kids? Uh, which kind of, I guess we can kind of revert a little bit back to recruiting. Uh, and I think I saw something earlier about, you know, what is recruiting going to be like? I, I hear this stigma that now you have the SEC patch on your jerseys. That's going to impact recruiting. Do you see that truly being uh, – you know, being a bit a boost to recruiting, whether it be, uh, you know, yeah, for sure, you know, Texas or if you want to go national and go uh, try to pluck a kid out of Georgia or Florida. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it makes it much easier for us. Uh, you know, we, we, we've been having top 10 recruiting classes during our worst period of football since, which is since 2010 to present. Uh, we've had top 10 classes almost every year. It's never been an issue, but what, what, what differs between us and like, you know, a top, a top school against like Georgia or like Bama. Like if you come down to Texas, Georgia, Bama, your top three schools and you want to play in the SEC, sorry, Texas, you, you lost it regardless of your NIL deal, regardless of everything. I want to play in the SEC. I want to go to the NFL, but with Texas in the SEC, it's kind of like, Oh, well now I can fact, now I don't have to worry about the SEC stuff. I can factor in other things that Texas brings uh, that others don't, you know, like we're, you know, top tier right now in NIL stuff. Uh, you know, the, the city, Austin is just electric and crazy. Um, there's all sorts of great things going on for Texas. And, and just throwing on the SEC patch, I think will do a lot of those. We'll switch a lot of those coin flip recruits towards Texas where we have been losing those same guys over the past decade. 
So yeah, you guys, um, okay. you know, for for uh, for a while, I guess the only ones that I knew, especially from Buford, Buford is a big time powerhouse down in Georgia. You guys had Darian Brown, who um, you know came up to Texas, and then uh, you know past two or three football games, I've seen Steve Sarkeesian out, you know, down on the sidelines talking. So obviously, he is doing a great job of, of, you know, kind of spreading himself around and making sure that he's getting to these top tier programs in order for him to to be successful. Because if you can recruit in Georgia, you recruit Florida, Alabama, then you're going to be pretty successful. Um, and then, you know, Black Adonis says, you know, if, if Texas isn't you know, successful in the SEC, you know, do you see that Kyle is, is something that hurts hurts recruiting? No, we, we weren't successful in the Big 12 the last decade, and it, it didn't hurt recruiting. So it's only going to help recruiting. Can't go anywhere but up. I, I mean, I would assume, you, you know, obviously we've alluded to the brand, right? I think Texas sells itself as a brand. Right. Um, you know, so ultimately, you know, to answer Adonis's and, and spin off of that, what you answered it with, Kyle, I think the brand will keep Texas at least at a floor, right, that's fairly sustainable. Um right. However, like you said, you, it can definitely help, I would assume. Um, you know, I've, I've never, I don't know, I, maybe it's just because we're Georgia fans. I've never really bought in the SEC recruiting pitch, right? Just go out there and dominate, and kids will want to play for it and develop them and stuff. But, I mean, listen, everybody's got their own pitch. That's why, right, that's why recruiting is never, you know, easy in, in regards to that. <clears throat> um Adonis also says he's never heard anyone say Austin. I'd love to live there. Uh, I've never, I've never been to Austin, so I can't. Say. I've been to San Antonio. Though. Black San Antonio. Adonis has not visited Austin. That's what that means. <laughs> he, he knows no one who's visited Austin. Surprise, everybody. <laughs> but no, so, I mean, so I want to, I, I want to kind of ask you a question in regards to the scheduling, right? We talked a little bit about it, right? The the thought is, you know, nine game conference schedule. Uh, I mean, there's been talks. It's, you know, obviously the pods kind of went away. You're looking at a single division potentially. You're looking at maybe three, six, six model. Uh, you know, I, I want to pose this question. It's more of a hypothetical to sure. some degree. So of the three opponents that you could be based with, right, we don't know anything officially, but right. what are the three that you would want to see and what are the three that you think you will see? I cut out there. What was the last thing you say? What three so, I would want to see? Well, yeah. So, what are the three opponents? Right, the permanent okay. games. Yeah, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and A and M. Now, what are the are those the three that you think you'll see, or is there something different? Both. Okay, no, so that, it applies it, to both. It's the three I want to see, and the three I think we're going to see. So you said Arkansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and A and M. Yep. And those are our our oldest three rivals, yeah. and it would just be awesome for the brand, for the for the SEC, for the conference, for just football in general to play those guys every year. Juan, I mean, Juan, you you played back in the mid '90s, and the, the, I think the thing that the SEC prides on is tradition, right? Yeah. And, and I think all of us can agree to that, right? Like you look at, obviously, they're going to protect the Red River Shootout. There, there's there'd be stupid not to do that, right? Um, you know, but then you talk about A and M, right? Like the Lone Star Showdown, that was something that you'd have to, from the outside looking in, you know, it's it's a whole different beast. Right, like it's like it's like a Texas fan looking at Deep South Sonus rivalry or the cocktail party. Right, exactly. But but you know there's bad blood there. Like, what are your what are your hold on? I want to ask this because we can if I can shit on AM, I'm going to do it. Do you <laughs> think AM ran from y'all just to find out that in 2024 y'all are coming after him again? Yes, they 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 jumped, they jumped from the conference they could not win. They did a great job the first two years, uh, but then everyone figured out who they were and they have, they've been kind of mid since then, you know, their, their classic season is an eight, eight and four season. You win like your three easy non-conference games. You win a, you win an FCS game. There was, there was already half your wins for the season. And then you just got to go 50, 50, the rest of the games to get that eight and four. And they've been doing that consistently for a long time. Um, so, and I, you know, that they, they had, they had all this time to like, to one up Oklahoma and and Texas, you know, like na 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 boo boo, we're 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 better than you. We're in a better conference, and that what they have to show for it is uh, a five and seven season and a, a, a worse recruiting class in Oklahoma and Texas. It makes no sense. Um, it's beautiful that they, they were they were angry that we were joining. They said, "Well, 
over our dead body they're joining and then they lost and we joined so they that i I, th- I think they obviously wanted to get away from us have their own identity and they had 11 or 12 years to get it and they didn't get one so now they're they're gonna be back uh as the little brother to texas and oklahoma when we join yeah i think this so Rand poses another excellent question and i think i'm gonna let kyle answer this but i, th- I do think Juan, this is might be something that we do uh answer to as well uh ran up and i'll share it up here it says um do you guys ever think the SEC championship will ever move? Uh, meaning he can see Jerry Jones fighting to bring it to Dallas. I think the SEC would hate it if that happened. I, I mean, Kyle, I'll let you go first. I have some things to think about, but I'll, I'll let you answer that first. Yeah, I mean, how long has it been played uh, in Atlanta? Forever? Uh, or I mean, I mean, the first no, the, the first time in Birmingham. Yeah, the first the ninety two was ninety two was in yeah. Birmingham. Ninety three, I think, was right. Birmingham. They moved it to a Georgia Dome. Yeah, I mean, no matter where you move it, somewhere in the South, it's gonna be a home field advantage for someone. You know, the whole the whole conference is in the South. You can't. There's nowhere you can move it where someone's not gonna be upset about it. So, <clears throat> I think it'll either stay in Atlanta or maybe you know how like the Big Four. Um, there's the big four bowl games, and they, they used to rotate the championship game between those four every four years. I, yeah, it could be – You talk about like – Yeah, I'm talking about BCS uh, era. Like, I could see something like that where it's like, you know, Dallas, Atlanta, Birmingham, and some other place. I don't think um, they would do Birmingham right now. Or, I, or I, New Orleans or something. You know, just wow. have it rotate. Who knows? But I'm I, fine I with it staying. Though, I will say, though, Kyle, since you said it that way, the – I think the bottom line is we want to, the, the SEC as a conference wants to 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 make the most money, right? So, right. you know, with that question being posed, Juan, see if, see if you see what I'm seeing here. The ability to rotate it from Atlanta to Dallas, you're talking about a ton of money being made potentially, yep. right? The the I guess you could say the idea and the possibility of making that money. I mean, just think, because what Jerry World, what is like eighty some thousand or something like? I, I don't know the yeah, something like that. So I mean, like, and, and the SEC championship game is such a spectacle. Like, when when you're in the SEC championship game, everybody watches. You can't yep. say that. You can't say everybody watches the Big Ten championship, the Pac-12 championship. No, not nobody, not even close, in my opinion. So if you if you get eighty thousand seats filled up of rowdy. Right. Georgia, Texas fans on top of how many TVs throughout the, you know, throughout the Southeast is going to be watching that and all around. I I would assume Greg Sankey might be thinking about something like that. It just makes, it makes sense to me because the more money you make, the more revenue splits each school gets. And that's just separating ourselves from every other conference ultimately. You know what I mean? Why do you have anything? Do you, how do you want to, you want to answer that question? Um, you know, I think a rotation would be good, not only just for from a revenue standpoint, but, you know, also recruiting. Um, you know, there are going to be, you know, the, you know, the SEC championship being in Georgia, a lot of high school kids from Georgia and surrounding states have, have the luxury of going to see that game. Where, whereas if you move it to Dallas, now you've got that recruiting group that has an opportunity to see it, even if it's not Texas in that in the SEC championship, it could be someone else, Oklahoma right. or whoever, it still gives them an opportunity to experience it. And, and I mean, what does that do for recruiting? Um, you know, a, a kid who would not necessarily want to go to Texas because it was the big 12, but now that they're, they're, they're SEC and they go and see what it's like in, in Jerry world to be at an SEC championship, man, they'll be like, wow, I can help get Texas or Oklahoma or Missouri or whoever, that's up in this area to that point um, that that's huge for, for recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be huge for every school. If, if you can, if you, if you can change that championship game location. I, I mean, I, I see the ideology of it. I think it would make sense. Uh, ultimately, I think obviously the powers that be uh, obviously named Greg Sankey would have to, you know, come up with the idea, but Hey, if, if Greg Sankey ever uh, tunes into this episode at this specific time, you heard our you heard our pitch, okay? I'm just saying, um, Black Adonis. What year do you see Texas competing for SEC championship? Honestly, it's not necessarily 
the word. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a, a jab. I, I think that's a serious question I can honestly see. Um, you know, do you see Texas coming in and competing for the actual championship right away, or do you think it might take a little bit? It, de- it all depends on how we do in 2023, how the structure is going to be set up for divisions or pods or however you want to do it. Once all that's into play, I'll have a better picture. But, I mean, probably like A&M, probably our best time to strike is probably our first year there where no one knows exactly how we're going to be playing, you know, uh, not knowing what to expect. I think 2024 is our best shot at making some noise. Um, but, you know, you know, I, we could have, an, you know, uh, you know, Georgia's 2023 schedule. It is not to be mean. It's laughable. Uh, and how and how easy it is, and y'all, it is. I've never seen anything like it. And y'all, y'all will be the first team to three peat in the AP era. It's never happened before. So uh, I will, I will say, your chances are extremely thing. high. Check out and, Michigan's last season. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. But yeah, yeah. We're, I, mean, um, I, could, I could do it, but I'm not going to. Yeah, it. I mean, it all depends on that kind of. If we can get a great. Great, uh, a great schedule. Um, you know, recruiting ties into that. I think in the first couple of years we could we could compete. Apparently, Adonis has a vendetta against Texas for some. <laughs> what, what, what's causing all this, Adonis? Um, it's because you know, it's because he lives in the country somewhere and he wants to see the big city one day, and he's <laughs> he's, just, he's just jealous. You got a straw hat. Yeah. Yeah. Straw hat, fat lip, full of dip, and right now he's at the public library. Right now, just uh, just, ty- just typing away. <laughs> he had to get in there with his library card and everything. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. Did you see my library cards expired? What is this? <laughs> but no, I mean, ultimately, you know, I do think that Texas can come in, and, and I mean, the crazy thing, Juan, is. This, I think it was the second year Missouri came and won the East. Yeah. I think it was the oh, second yeah. year they were in. They've been twice, I think, since they've joined. Well, no, I think it was just the 20 – right when they joined the, the 20 yeah. – uh, the second season. Auburn. They played yeah. Auburn. Absolutely bombed. Well, I mean, Auburn, yeah, that was a wild year. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying – I'm not opposed to either Texas, Oklahoma doing anything like that. I think they. I think it can be done. Um, you know – I think I think you'll see Texas off the rip jump into the top five. Um, I might be yeah. a hot take for some, but I Missouri mean, made it 2013 and 2014. Oh, they okay. did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you know, when I look at it, I, I think the key though is you know like if if Oklahoma is a different situation, and, and both teams are different in situations right now. Uh, you know, Texas has the offensive based head coach. You know, Venables is defensive minded. So you're looking at two different trajectories ahead of the, the the formation into the SEC, and I think that's going to cause some intrigue as well and suspense too. Yeah. Um, so I think I want to ask this question. Obviously, we talked about you know the SEC environments and things like that. What is the one environment, one stadium, one city, or whatever that you're most looking forward to going to? Um. Probably Death Valley. I was I had plans to go. My brother, he he's getting his doctorate at LSU. His whole family lives in Baton Rouge. We were I was supposed to stay with him and go to the game in 2019 or 2020, but it got canceled because of COVID. But everyone has said gotta go to Death Valley. So I'm putting that as my number one bucket list. Well for, for SEC you, venues. You didn't get to go to LSU when you played, did you? I don't think I don't think that was a place that you went to. Nope, that's one I wish I would have had a chance to go to. Man, that, see, that's another thing, Kyle. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but like AM joined in 2012 and Georgia, I think the first time we're going to Kyle Field is 20, it's <laughs> supposed to be 24. Yeah, so, I, I saw I saw this crazy I saw this crazy thing that was uh Bama and Georgia have been in the SEC since what, the 30s? And I think something like that. I think Georgia's been to Tuscaloosa like a handful of times since in, in like a hundred years, pretty crazy. The, the the model that they have with the two divisions it, to me is severely flawed. And I, and I yes. Think, and the good thing the good thing about it is Sankey knows this. He's 
you know, he's attested to it in, in, in comments and things like that. And I think that's good because I think as we move forward as a 16-team conference, you know, I, I do think that the scheduling format will be altered to a point where it's going to be – I think you're going to see fair, somewhat fair uh, scheduling in regards to yeah. the permanent teams while also preserving some traditional key rivalries. I think you'll see a more balanced approach when it comes to home and home. You know, Juan played four years, and, you know, how many schools did you never get a chance to go see, Juan? Um, it was just um, Arkansas and, and LSU. Okay. So so, so it could have been worse, I guess, right? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, like, and as, as, an, as a fan, I want to see – as many stadiums as often as possible too, right? Like, exactly. And, and you know, like A and M has been there, but we haven't been able to return the favor. It's just to me, we know it's flawed. Sankey knows it's flawed, and, and I, I think collectively, Texas, Oklahoma, you know, Georgia fans can all say we we hope that the new schedule model will will kind of push that. Because honestly, I can't wait to watch Georgia play in Austin, right? Yeah, it's gonna um, be awesome. Yeah, I mean, because you're going to see so many damn pro- – and this is another thing. Y'all are missing out, man, because la- I think this year might be the last year of uh, Gary Danielson. So y'all don't get to experience Gary Danielson. So y'all are <laughs> lucking out. Y'all are absolutely uh, lucking out. Hey, if it was my choice, we'd already be there. So not my I, fault. I mean, fair. <laughs> I, I mean I, I'm looking forward to it. One, I think, you know, when you look at all this right here, like the, the revenue splits and stuff, the, the key benefits to that, right? I think that's massive because, you know, when the TV rights deal comes out, now you're adding Texas and Oklahoma. There's, I've heard at one point, I thought there was somebody saying that you could honestly see an average split between schools being like close to a hundred million a year. With yeah. The addition it, it, of Texas, it, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, but that's, but that's going to be so beneficial for, you know, not only football, but you're going to look at the, the ability to, you know, from an athletics department, be able to disperse money and, and build better facilities for your, you know, fully field, right, Juan, like baseball team or, you know, facility upgrades for the, you know, the, the new track and field. They got a new uh, room, I think a locker room or something like a new facility upgrade. Um, you know, so being able to not only just focus on football, but better expand throughout all the sports because Texas, uh, you know, Texas looking at baseball, looking at uh, what is it, swimming. Texas is really big in swimming. Um, no, we're, we're, we're big in everything except we've never gotten past the Final Four in basketball. That's our that's our weak spot. Yeah. Well, but uh, but uh, revenue-wise um, – uh, this th- this is a little old this data because it's that's is what was last available before COVID. But with revenue, uh, if Texas joined a couple years ago, they'd be number one in the SEC for revenue. Oklahoma would be top five. Um, and, and you're talking about uh, like I think this was 2019 2020 season. They brought in 224 million in revenue. Good gracious. Whereas like Vanderbilt brought in 80 million. <laughs> like you, you're, you're not just adding another two more schools. You're adding big powerhouse school. Yeah. The revenue is going to jump up a bunch. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, look at it too. I mean, again, you're, you're bringing in two top tier programs. People are going to want to see Texas play anybody. They're going to want to see right. Oklahoma play. They're going to want to see you guys play each other. No one wants to see Vanderbilt versus Missouri or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like right. just, nobody wants to see that. But what they want to see is, again, Texas. And, you know, those numbers that you're throwing out there, you know, just bringing all that just makes the SEC that much stronger, makes the recruiting, makes every bit of being a part of the SEC that much better. And guess what? There are so many teams out there that want to be Texas right now. They want to be Oklahoma right now, uh, and, and they can't. Yep. So, like, like that, that, that's the biggest thing. What, um, how, how many games do you see yourself making this year? Uh, this year or, or the 2024 season? Or oh, sorry, sorry, 2024. I'm sorry about that. Uh, probably I'm going to shoot for – well, that year we're playing Michigan at Michigan to start the season. So I'll probably go to that one, and then I'll just pick the biggest team that's going to Austin that year and go to that one too. Oh, nice. So I'll do an away game and a home game. 
Now, is there is there somebody else um, that you travel with that you guys just kind of get together and have your little fan base? You know, we have, um, you know, our, our, our guys that just kind of get together and, and then just travel and they're just kind of rowdy. Do you guys have something similar? Yeah, I mean, basically, I just I just text some I just text my peeps. Uh, where's the tailgate? And they just send me where I'm going. I, I don't I don't schedule any of that. I just show up. So, but yeah, there 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 there's plenty of groups that just that go around to everything. So I'll just nice. be following them. Uh, welcome JH22 says y'all will enjoy Austin, and I'm pretty sure. And you know it's crazy because you talked about you know uh, there weren't a lot of tickets for that Texas game, and that was an 11 o'clock game for you guys. So yeah, for you guys to have that much you know, fan enthusiasm for an 11 o'clock game shows exactly who you guys are and what you guys additionally are bringing into the SEC. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for as long as I can remember, we've, we've played the the Red River rivalry at, at the same time every year, and that place is always packed. So, uh, and I think the year before, we had like five games at 11. Oh, wow. Wow. That's the Big 12 trying to trying – to, trying to screw us over but uh yeah I, I'm, I'm looking forward to to uh playing all the schools going to all the stadiums all the different time slots it's it's gonna be great yeah i, I think that's gonna be i think that's gonna be fantastic for you guys I, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to be a part of it um you know ha having oklahoma texas only makes the the sec that much stronger um you know again and and, and, and sad for your for your buddies. I think Patrick said, you know, have you guys checked on your TCU counterparts? <laughs> What's left of them? What's left of them? Yeah. Yeah. Poor. That was poor TCU. They didn't. They didn't get a conference championship. They didn't get a national championship. Didn't get the Heisman. They, they got twelve wins though. So I guess that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I want I want to ask this question, Kyle. Sure. What do you what do you think is going to be more hostile? The last year in the Big Twelve or the first year in the SEC in regards to families? Oh, I mean, this year was crazy in the Big Twelve. I, next year is going to be just a shit show. Um, but man, that SEC crowd though, they're going to be chanting the SEC crap all in our faces. It's, it's going to it's going to be <laughs> you, wild. I don't I know, man. Y'all know the horns. That's a hard one. Be coming too. Oh, I I don't even understand the horns down anymore. It's lost its value. It means it, it's it means it's people trying to be cool. Like like you'll you'll see it in a baseball game between Baylor and like Tarleton State. You'll see someone in the crowd do a horns down. Like where is that? Why? Where is that coming from? You're thanks for thinking of me. I guess I don't know. I, I think the only thing that might be derived for as to why it's still going is the fact that like from an outsider's perspective, right? Like we're just like, because if I'm not mistaken, if someone did the horns down, it was a penalty. So I'm sitting there looking at it like, why is that a penalty? I, I didn't understand that. Again, so I I, yeah, again, I, I know, that story would, that story used to resurface every summer, like around the same time, it would say, oh, the big 12 is talking about penalizing horns down. And I don't know where it came from or who started it or whose idea it was, but it always comes back to, oh, Texas just, uh, just being babies about it, but we're, it's never in our control. I, I have no idea who started that. I see. I see Kobe in the chat. Oh, Kobe's got some bad blood. I think Kobe, you were on the team they got beat by uh, when when we got beat by Texas in the bowl game, if I'm not mistaken. So he might he might be yeah he might have some bad blood there. <laughs> I, 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 maybe I, I need I need confirmation. Yeah, but but ultimately though, you know, I, I'm looking forward to Texas. You know, both schools coming in. Um, I, I think both schools are going to bring in different, you know, perspectives, different things to look forward to, different things to despise. And right. I, hell, you never know if you might see a Georgia, Texas um, manufactured rivalry or hell. I still think I don't know why they wouldn't do this just for shits and giggles, but put Texas and Tennessee together and battle for the real UT. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I love I love playing Tennessee in any sport because that that debate comes up every time and it's 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 Twitter gold. I love it. <laughs> I mean, maybe that see you can make manufacture like that, that's the thing, right? Greg Sankey, I don't get paid enough. If you just want to throw up like a decent amount of change, you ain't even got to go crazy. We'll come up with the ideas, marketing ideas. There we go. Exactly. Um, yeah, you. I, I think I think Kyle, you guys will be fine. 
Um, and if you think about it, 2019, you guys gave LSU their second closest game. Yep. Um, yeah, they did. And, and so um, you guys have fared pretty well against against SEC teams. So um, I, I think that you guys will fare a lot better than, than Oklahoma will. I mean, Oklahoma versus SEC teams did not do so well. I mean, that's yeah, – Oklahoma you, you, got <laughs> in that semi. <laughs> I mean, you, you said you said Venables was was all defense. I didn't see any defense last year. So, yeah. They I better, mean, I did, they y'all did Y'all did put up, up 49 only and, no, <laughs> and no points back. Um, but with that being said, though, uh, you know, th- listen, thanks for coming on. I know we've took up some good amount of time here. Um, Kyle, if if anyone outside of Texas doesn't know where to find you, where can they find you, my man? No one outside Texas uh, or no one inside the state of Texas doesn't know me. So this is, for, yeah, this is for everyone. Uh, this is for, um, you know, uh, Kobe and who's that black Adonis guy. Come find me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> my, 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 my pictures work on there. You can see my face. You can come bark at me. I don't care. Uh, I love I love engaging with everyone. Uh, I'm a lot of fun, so just come say hi, and I'll come say hi back. He might purr back at you or something. But, you know, <laughs> I, I still have I still have a I still have a vendetta against Beva for for Russian Ugo. Um, so oh man, that was I I loved that. That was so much I, fun. You know what? I had a I had a steak the next night, and I called it Beva as I cooked it. Oh okay. <laughs> Uh, you do I'll, what you I'll, do what you got to do to to take the L. That's all you got to do. <laughs> you know what? Put some A one on it. I was good to go. I was <laughs> but but no, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, we obviously you know Texas coming in. Obviously, we're all looking forward to this. Uh, again, thanks for coming on the show, man. I think it's nice to have a Texas perspective of you know what y'all are expecting, what everybody's trying to expect from Texas as they join the SEC. Yeah, anytime, anytime, guys. Uh, it was a great time. Yes, sir. With that being said, though, folks, make sure to like, subscribe, right? Ring the bell, get notified when we go live, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, everything like that. Leave us a review if you're listening on podcasts. Uh, with that being said, we're going to wrap this thing up. Juan, we will see you Monday. I think I think folks might want to tune in because it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to leave a little tease there. That's all. Uh, with that being said, have a great rest of your weekend. And go dogs. Go dogs. Welcome. <laughs>